It's another Tishvav. Another year sitting on the floor, fasting, mourning, destruction of the base of Mikdash, the exile of the Jewish people. And the fact is that most of us have difficulty understanding the significance of the day, why this is so important to everybody. It's almost 2,000 years. I understand when we read about the pogroms, I understand when we read about the Holocaust, I understand when we read about the Inquisition. Okay, it's, we're going through a rough time now. There's been tragedy. But nothing like what the Jews have suffered throughout history. For centuries, Jews were kicked out of towns, thrown out, leave, clothes on your back, leave behind your homes, your businesses, your possessions. Abandoned everything with the clothes on your back. In Spain, the Jews were an aristocratic class of people living on a, on a very high level. They left with nothing. Boats attacked by pirates, sold as slaves, wandering from place to place. We, we, we have nothing to compare this to. My brother Gedalia for his bar mitzvah present asked to go on a teen tour to Yerushalayim, 1966. Jerusalem was still divided. If you wanted to see the old city, you got up on the roof of Hechel Shlomo, looked off into the distance. Now, Jerusalem, building roads, tunnels, trains. Israel is viewed as a world power on the on the world stage. It's a, a whole different world. And one tissue above this rough gets up and he says, I don't know what all the mourning is about. I don't see destroyed temples. I see buildings. I see yeshivas. I see everything being built. I see Jews with an army. I see security. We don't even understand what we lost. We don't even understand what it's supposed to be. We cannot 
what I wanted to speak about this year is one with a painful refrain. In mine, it's Lamed Bey's. Etzbo Sai Shoflu, the issue Sai Noflu, Oya. We went down from our greatness and the city has fallen. Oya. Benetzion Golubako Oybe Sholu. Benetzion have gone into Golis and all the enemies are at peace. Oy Mehayalanu. Oy. Oy, what we used to have. Oy. Bayez v'azoros b'yom af nigoros. The base of Mikdash and all of its azoros in the day of anger. They collapsed, they destroyed. Oya. Nesorim v'soros. And the faces of the princes and princesses. Moshulai Kaderis became like blackened pots. It goes on. Our crown and our glory dragged down. Our shulchan the shulchan and the kalim in the base of Mikdash. The me'il, the base of Migdash, war with the little bells and balls at the end. The light of the, of the menorah, everything is gone. It's not a building. We're not mourning the destruction of a building. We're not even mourning the loss of life. Unfortunately, there's been a tremendous amount of Jewish blood spilled over the centuries. I had wanted to take out a, an ad at one point when all of the commotion was going on in America called Jewish Lives Never Matter. And the same people who are worried about Certain lives mattering. The worst anti-Semites out there. Nobody cares about Jewish lives. But that's not the focus of Tishabov. Yes, we use it as a basis to talk about all the suffering and all the terrible things that have happened, but that's not the emphasis. What's the emphasis? The base of Mikdash was destroyed. And we were given permission to rebuild it. And Chaga Anavi, in Perik Aleph, Pasuk Gimel says, "Vehidvar Hashem biyad Chagai Hanavi Lemar." Hashem spoke to Chagai, saying, "Ha'es lachem atem l'shevis bebateichem svunim v'abayis azecharev." You sit secure in your houses and the base of Migdash is destroyed. Put your hearts on your ways. 
Zeratim harbe v'havimaat. You plant and you only harvest a small amount. Says Rashi. The avon bikurim shabatlu. Because there's no bikurim, because there's no base mikdash to bring it to. And because you were mavatalit, so therefore you don't bring in the harvest the way you should. You eat and you're not satiated. Says Rashi, the avon bitl menachais. Because you don't bring the menachas on the mizbech anymore, the meal offerings. Shasu ve'en l'shachra. You drink wine and it doesn't have its usual effect. Says Rashi, shenitol tam ayayin l'fisha batlu anasachim. Wine has lost its power because you don't bring the wine offerings anymore. Lavush ve'en l'chaim lai. You wear clothing and it doesn't keep you warm. Says Rashi, because there's no big day kahuna. And all the money that you make, it's like you're putting it into a bag with a hole in it. Says Rashi, it disappears as if you put it into a bag with a hole. So it says Hashem, think about what you're doing. The Mesil Shoshon, when he quotes this Posik, he says, Chagai Tsoveach. Chagai was yelling and says, Now, how did the Ramchal know that he was yelling? There's no audio file that comes with it. The answer is obvious because he repeated it twice for emphasis. Think. You remember when there was a base of Mikdash. It wasn't destroyed that long ago. You remember what food tasted like. You remember what it was like when you harvested your crops. You know what the wine is supposed to taste like, what clothing is supposed to taste like. Don't you see you're living a shadow existence? Think. Those were people who saw the first base of Mikdash. They remember what it was all about. With Vivatel Megillah's Tainus. The Megillah that discusses all the special happy days and sad days on the Jewish calendar. Why? He says something very powerful. He says, just like a needle in dead flesh, you have a part of your body that the skin is dead, the needle doesn't hurt. That's us today. He was speaking one generation after the Chorbin. His father, Reverend Gamliel, was alive in the time of the basic Mikdash of Shimon Gamliel. One of the Asura Ruge Malchus was one generation later, and he said, we're dead. We don't feel anymore. 
We don't know what it is to be happy and we don't know what it's like to be sad because we've lost a part of what makes us people. That was 2,000 years ago. So now we talk about the base of Mikdash. You can't imagine what we're missing. You can't imagine. If Hamas doesn't shoot rockets at us, we're happy. The ceasefire. If people aren't stabbing people on their way to the hotel in the old city, we're happy. People aren't throwing rocks and firebombs at our cars. We're happy. That, that's all it takes for us. We can go out to eat in restaurants. Drink the finest wine. Drink the finest scotch. Go stay in the finest hotels. Stay in palaces. What are we really missing? Okay, every now and then, some of us get killed. But for the most part, things are great. Because we don't even know what we're missing. Take one day to think about what your life could be like. If Mashiach would come, the Besamigdash would come. You came to the Besamigdash. And you could feel the Shekhinah. You could feel God's presence. Nevi'im got their Ruach HaKodesh from the Beis HaMikdash. Is there a God? Is there not a God? Is he watching me? Is he not watching me? Those were questions you can only ask when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. When there was a base of Mikdash, when there was Nebuah. Rashi says that Zvulun used to do business with people. They would come to do business with him. They said, as long as we're here, let's go to Yerushalayim and see their base of Mikdash. And they would be so overwhelmed that they would become Jews. They could feel the Shekhinah. It was real. Atheist is a Greek word. A means not like asymmetrical. Atypical. Theo is God. And ist is a believer. Atheist, one who believes there's no God. That's a Greek word. The Greeks invented the concept of atheism because until then there was Navua. There was a base of Mikdash with all of the power of the first base of Mikdash. The Shekhinah was there. You couldn't deny God exists. Okay, so you could be led astray by Avodah and by other things, and by Yetaivas, but that God doesn't exist? It wasn't a possibility. You could feel him. Three times a year, you'll come to Yerushalayim Lira Ois to see Hashem. That's how real the experience was. Like you would see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
The Jews were the intellectual leaders of the world. It's ironic that there are Bible scholars who suggest that certain books of Tanakh could not have been written by the Jews because they're clearly of Greek influence. They can't even begin to imagine maybe the Greeks took it from us. Of course not. The Greeks are the intellectual elite that they would come and go to the Jews. Shlomo Melech would have written Kohelis, can't be. It's Greek. That, that they could have stolen from us. We were the intellectual powerhouse of the world. We were the spiritual center of the world. We were the physical center of the world. Chazal tells us until the Korban, everyone knows that the Jews were the most beautiful people on earth. Josephus writes this, even in the time of the Romans, everyone knew. The Jews were the most beautiful people in the world. Josephus writes that Eretzvah was so fertile that anyone who had a piece of land planted because it was silly, just threw the seeds in the ground and it grew. It's the most beautiful land in the world. Can you imagine an existence with the base of Mikdash? All the bracha comes to the world through the base of Mikdash and spreads out every place else from there. We've never had a piece of meat. We have no idea what it means. We've never had a piece of bread. We never drank a glass of wine. We've never worn clothing. We've never had a sense of shalva and manucha, of peace and mind and rest. We've never had a spiritual experience. We only have shadows of shadows of shadows. We are a shadow people walking the world because we don't have the base of Mikdash. There's a school where you can go to the to the coast, or go to the Western Wall, daven for 40 days. You can get something. It was a a girl, Balas Chuba. She decided she was going to do this. She was going to go for 40 days and daven that she should have kavana in tefillah. Concentrate, concentrate in her tefillah. She stopped at day 24 or 25, I don't remember. She said she couldn't handle it. She would open up the sitter and start to daven and her whole body would be shaking. Used to go to the base of Mikdash, the cloud hanging over it, and feel Hashem's presence. You could have Nevi'im where HaKadosh Baruch Hu was speaking directly to you, not just in general, to you. Shalom Melech loses his donkeys. He says, let's go find a Navi and ask him where our donkeys are and why Hashem had them uh, disappear in the first place. What a hard question people ask me. What's my tafkid in this world? I don't know. I'm not a Navi. But when there was a Navi, you would go to him and say, what's my tafkid in this world? And he'd say, this is what Hashem has in mind for you. 
This is what you could do. This is who you could be. You would do a chayt. You would do a sin. Bring a korban to the base of Mikdash. And you were cleansed. On Yom Kippur, they would hang a red string. And at some point, the Yom Kippur Avoda, during Yom Kippur, it would turn white. And everyone knew directly that Hashem forgave their sins. The happiness, the fulfillment. The base of Mikdash represents the love between a husband and a wife. That love in marriage was more intense when there was a base of Mikdash. The Tazar Shiva once said, we think Mashiach will come and life will go on the way it is now. He says, imagine a world where everyone was blind. Society would build itself differently. And if suddenly everyone could see they wouldn't just go on with life the way it is. Everything would change. When Mashiach comes, and once again, we have a base of Mikdash, and our eyes are opened. We're not going to have the same life. It's going to be a different life. The Gemara and Sukkah says they're going to take the Yetzirah out and shecht it. You'll know the truth. You'll feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You'll be the center of the world. Everyone will know for sure. Everyone will recognize the Baruch Hu. Everyone will recognize the truth in the Torah. Everyone will feel Hashem in their lives. Your meat will taste different. Your bread will taste different. Your wine will taste different. Your clothing will be different. You're a blind person who suddenly opens their eyes and sees the world, sees beauty, sees color. You're a deaf person who can suddenly hear music. One of the side effects of coronavirus was that there were people who lost their ability to smell and to taste. Some people never came back. Some people, when they finally were able to taste again, they said, you don't know what it's like to eat, have no taste in your food. You have no idea what it's like not to be able to smell anything. One young mother said, I, I, I had to keep checking the baby. I didn't know if he needed a diaper change. I couldn't tell. Imagine a life without smell, or taste, or hearing, or seeing, and then suddenly it all comes back to life. What we're mourning on Tisha of is the fact, not that we lost a building. It was a building that was an interface between Shemayim and Ba'aretz. Zeshar Shamayim. Malachim going up and Malachim coming down. This is where Shamayim Ba'aretz comes together. That's what we lost. 
We lost the bias, a place where we could have an intimate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We lost that power of our intellectual and spiritual greatness. Whatever we have is nothing by comparison. But we're okay. We're okay. It's good enough. No one's shooting missiles at us today. The food on the table. It's good enough. It's good enough. It's tragic. When you know you have something wonderful and you want to share it with someone. And they, they're just not interested. You say, do you like music? Yes, I have the most beautiful piece of music. That's okay. You like tasty things? Yes, I have the most delicious thing in the world. Now that's all right. Did you ever daven a meaningful tefillah in your life? Yes. Yes, I have. Not often, but I can take you to a place where you will lift yourselves out of this world. With the Hasidim Rishonim, we spent an hour before Shmona Esrei, an hour saying Shmona Esrei, and an hour coming down from the experience because they were so out of this world that took them a whole hour to come back down to life. I can give you that where you will dive in and feel Hashem's presence. No, that's okay. That's enough. People are depressed. They don't care. They don't care. Like a needle in dead flesh. No feeling. I've said it over in the past. Every left says, the Chazal tell us that in Olam Haba there's an Achila in Shtiyah. In Tashvashamita, in Masavamatan. All the things that we're not allowed to do in Yom Kippur, in Olam Haba, they don't have any of those physical things. Just Sadiqim Yoshin Bratrasein Barashein. And so one day a year, Yom Kippur, we get a taste of Olam Haba. We don't eat, we don't drink, we don't do business. We just enjoy the presence of Hashem. And one day a year, we get a taste of Gehenna. And is none of those things, no physical pleasures, and also no learning Torah. We say in the Kinnah. If we stop and think about what we had, it was an Aaron, a Baruch who spoke in between the two, prove him. It was a Shochan. We put the lechem upon him and the bread stayed warm a whole week. And from there came all of the power of food in the entire world. You brought a carbon and you had a kapara. They offered up the katiris, the incense, and no woman in Yerushalayim ever wore perfume because the smell filled the whole city. It was so beautiful and so wonderful. 
You know what the world could be like. We don't. We don't even know. We say, we try to recreate what it must have been like in a world where there was a base of Mikdash, where Hashem's presence could be felt, where the cloud hovered over, where the the goodness and the bracha spread all around the world. Everyone recognized the Jewish people and what they were. That's what we're missing. Not building. It's a life. It's an existence. We're functioning at, at a tiny amount of our capacity to live as human beings. There's a famous story where Pesach Krohn, whenever he speaks on Tishrav, he always starts with that story. But these two soldiers, these three soldiers, three soldiers, the Six-Day War when they liberate the Western Wall. And one is from, and he goes up, and he leans against the wall, and he starts crying. The other two come from a non-religious kibbutz. One of them starts crying. And his friend says, what are you crying about? He says, I'm crying because I don't have anything to cry about. I don't even know. I don't even understand what's going on here. If we can't shed a tear that we don't have Nevoah, if we can't shed a tear that we're living a shadow existence, if we can't shed a tear that we don't know what food or clothing is, so let's shed a tear we don't even know what to shed a tear about. Mitzvah Shem, this will be the last year that Tishabov is a tragedy. And hopefully next year, Tishabov will be a yantif that we'll celebrate together in the base of Migdash from here, Yermina.